This is the Rad Mars Podcast, episode 107. I'm Andrew Ford. And I'm Brendan Chombly. And I'm Trevor Williams. Hello, you two. Hello. Hey. We've got a special <laughs> treat for you. It's so special. Your listener. <laughs> so yeah, remember in ancient Rad Mars history where we... <laughs> it's been so fucking long since we did this. We're actually a team of people who got together originally to make uh, video games together for a thing called the Ludum Dare. It's a game jam. The game jam is a period of time, a short period of time, where you make a game in that short period of time. I'm really explaining this well. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's a Ludum Dare this weekend, and so we're gonna we're gonna make a game. So the first thing we need to do is look at a theme, because there's a theme every time. So we have to pre- ostensibly make a game around a theme. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do feel morally obligated to point out that the pronunciation is Ludum Dare, simply Ew. because I took four years of Latin <laughs> in high school and I've forgotten all of it. But I've remembered that. I mean, I just, I always hear dare because like, I feel like it's like, I dare you to make a game. I know. A weekend. I know. I know. And on top of that, it's the sort of thing where most of your interaction with it is going to be online and through reading text. So it's not like the correct or incorrect pronunciation is really going yeah. to be enforced one way or the other. By the way, do you know, do you know about uh, what ludum is? What the, the whole like word is? It means game. Yeah. And a lot of like. I don't know. I, I kind of roll my eyes, but I think a lot, like a lot of snooty people want to like make games more like legitimized by giving them a fancy Latin term. So like uh-huh. ludology is the study of games. And I'm just like, oh, gross. Not to be confused with Ludditeology. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, before we look at the theme, we, none of us have seen the theme yet, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Until we get to I've been waiting for th- I had to limit myself from opening Twitter for three and a half hours. Let's just start <laughs> three and a half hours ago. Let's go. Yeah, seriously. that sounds like torture. Yeah. So, uh, so you did mention before that you voted in the round. This so, of the ones that you remember, what would you guess would be possible contenders for the actual theme? I barely even remember what the <laughs> ones even were. They made such an impression on me. I can't remember <laughs> like any of them. One of them was like duplication or something, which has probably been done. What the hell? Yeah, I mean they've all been done. There's this is literally like the fiftieth or fifty first one. So yes. like they they have tend to run through the same themes kind of a lot. Hmm. I mean, well, if you don't if, if literally if they didn't stand out at all, I guess the the only thing to do is look at them and start to react to this shit. All right. Is this the all moment right. of truth for all of us? Yeah, actually we didn't decide how we're gonna do it. We're all just gonna go to the site independently and try to synchronize. <laughs> LDJam.com, yep. right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Here, I'm going to squint my eyes. And Okay, wait. I can see this layout of the site, but I can't see any. I can't read anything. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't hit enter okay. yet. Tell me when to hit enter. I've loaded the site, but I haven't read anything on it yet. This is oh. some, some riveting audio right now. Okay, I think I got it. I got it. <laughs> okay, you ready? Right, you ready? It? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. All right. One, two, three. Reveal. The theme is every 10 seconds. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> we did this one, too. This exists. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we, we can always do a different version. I, I think I don't even think the last that one was um, every ten seconds. I think it was just ten seconds. Wait, there literally was one where it was called ten seconds as a theme. Yeah, and we made a game called uh, Super Janitor something. Space Janitor Custodial Marine. If I got that right. I played through a little bit of that, I remember. Headmars.com. By the way, listeners, you can play our games at headmars.com. Yes, I did get it right. Yes, Space Janitor, colon, Custodial Marine. (laughs) 
And we kind of, I don't know, we just kind of hashed together the idea was like, well, what if it was just like a platformer game with a shit ton of 10 second timers? If you open it, if you open a door, it closes in 10 seconds. If you get, if you stun an enemy, it stays stunned for 10 seconds, et cetera, et cetera. Oh yeah. You could hold your breath for 10 seconds in space and you had to like jump from like anti-gravity, like, like, like no breathing, no gravity to like parts of the ship that had gravity. It was all right. It was an all right game. Worth playing for 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a theme. It's called every 10 seconds. Hmm. Uh, I know that one of the things we always do is make a horrible, horrible Google Doc. <laughs> Ooh, oh, I've yes. missed the document. Yeah. Yeah, when was the last time any of us have done one of these? It's been a long time. We, we had an attempt that was April last year, I think. Wow. The audio one. I think Trevor, right. you may have been a little bit involved. I was not there. We've right. that one. Yeah, yeah. No, that was before that. Fall 2020. Oh, shit. Really? Okay. We did it. We, did a fa- we had a failed one. And, and Damn. What I think was mostly me. Yeah, last one I participated in was the was abiogenesis. I don't remember when that was. That was like early lockdown, April twenty twenty. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. 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 Wow. So yeah, it's been over two years. I have so many tabs open. So let's get a doc started. Mm-hmm. I feel like the main uh, contributors to the craziness of the document are not with us right now. Well. <laughs> It's it's the dry crew. We we know that. Yeah, it's okay though. How sad. <laughs> we at least have to have our classic font and title. Yep, we have to use what like a curls font or Artsy something crafts, similar to it. It's, it's called Crafty Girls and it has to be as big as possible and it has to be pink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Ludum Dare. This is what fifty one. Yes, it yes. is. Every ten seconds. Okay. I am doing miraculous typography. Uh, oh no! Did they remove that font? <laughs> oh my what? god, we're fucked. <laughs> we had to have the oh. font. It's our biggest inspiration. Is it now something else? Like maybe crafty children or something? <laughs> <laughs> Make it less gender specific. <laughs> no, but there are other there are other fonts here that. I think can hey, hey link the document so we can look through it as well and help you. All right, this, right, this, this, this is the is most important part of the process extremely important so uh let me just make sure i've got sharing anyone with the link da, da, da. i'm gonna at least make this very large that looks pretty and large and very magenta you, oh. you gotta you gotta give me edit access in the next five seconds or i'm gonna send you an email about it <laughs> oh too late i already did sorry yeah it it was set to view now everyone is set to edit all right bro it's right there crafter girls let's go boom wait what oh yeah i don't understand how i can see it it's in my recent (laughs) 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 is it better bold no not really i think god this it looks different it does look different (laughs) it doesn't look very crafty it kind of looks scribbly this is like comic sans is is like meth head uncle italicized <laughs> i feel like that improves it a little bit underline yeah we usually do, okay the, the classic i believe is bold underline okay there we go that's great or sorry bold bold italic but uh, underline is acceptable also <laughs> that's too, all so, right so. it's bold italic and underlined i'm feeling super inspired oh my god how are you going to edit this episode <laughs> <laughs> that's fine i'll deal with it <laughs> All right, all right, all right. We have to start. We have to start. Start, start doing something. Oh my god! We better, okay, so we better come up with a good idea in like less than an hour, please. <laughs> in ten seconds. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. I, I mean, does anything just pop into your head? Yes. For for the, a game that just has a 10 second, like some sort of 10 second tick is obvious, but like, and they could do anything with that and it could be really fun. Right. I mean, I guess the first thing that pops to mind, and it isn't every 10 seconds, is all those battle royale games where it's like, you know, periodically the you know area that's accessible to the players shrinks. Mm, every 10 seconds? Yeah. That would be cool, yeah. Admittedly, I don't think we're going to make a battle royale game. And I don't think we're going to make a battle royale game that's going to be paced such that the area shrinks every 10 seconds. But, but the a game, any game where the space shrinks every 10 seconds is interesting. Yes. You know, it, it could be like a you know, so eliminate the whatever's sort of puzzle or or just shoot the shit, like shoot the things, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to be really basic with it. <laughs> yeah, or it's like climb the tower and like the bottom level of the tower gets destroyed every 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to beat every level in 10 seconds. I. <laughs> so one thing we have to be kind of clear about here, right, is there's only three of us. Yeah. And uh, it's starting to look like I'm probably going to be the visual artist. Mm-hmm. Trevor, you're probably going to be the programmer, and Ford, you're probably going to be the musician with backup on code. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to help out on code, but uh, yeah, maybe more so like tomorrow as we're prototyping stuff. If we can prototype stuff quickly, it yeah. seems to be the most valuable thing. Mm-hmm. So my my preferred role on a Radmars team is the level designer, so I get to do like pure game design stuff. But if it, if if it means I'm the artist, I don't have as much time to do the level design stuff. So a game where we're like. A game can't be super heavy on level design because I won't have time. Or I have to make really shit art and <laughs> spend all my time on levels. <laughs> we'll have to see. Do you want to know the dark topical thing? Is that what? Uh, just the new Ludum Dare rule AI art generators are banned for the compo, but they're allowed for jam. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> the art, that, those, those shits are not going to make usable game art, anyways. They mean like a background or something. I've seen games made with, with AI stuff, they look weird. <laughs> Oh, okay. I was like, can I tell an AI to make a sprite sheet of this animation for me? <laughs> Probably not quite that level. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wow. Mm, I don't know. I, I have seen AIs making 3D, you know, renderings of particular things. So I'd imagine that there's some way where you could use that in order to convert it into a spreadsheet or sprite sheet. Anyway. Uh, yeah. All right. I've got a bullet point. The space shrinks or sinks every 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Done. Oh yeah, the other thing worth calling out. Uh we looks like we may be using a game engine we've never used before for this as well. So that's also probably going to affect our productivity. Possibly, yeah. Uh right. We're we're looking at I mean, I got lost in all the engine talk because we realized the one engine you guys were looking at was not really an engine. Yep. <laughs> it was a graphics engine, not a game engine. So did you actually look at an engine? Yeah. Uh, so the one we were looking at uh, most recently is Phaser. That's the one I was sort of setting up a development environment for uh, okay. earlier today. So, cool. I mean, I suppose if we really wanted to, we could go back and do the uh, uh, LNJS thing. Uh, that's always an option. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it sounds like they've made some changes there as well. But the other thing is like, I've done like no JavaScript development since the last time we did one of these things. And so I feel like I've forgotten all of my JavaScript, which is going to be a little bit exciting. So just, you know, it's got lots of um, embedded uh, brackets and semicolons in really weird places. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. It also has a very strange <laughs> inheritance model. And yeah. also, this is very important and very nonsensical. <laughs> That's what I remember Indeed. about JavaScript. So what can Phaser, what is Phaser, let's see, Phaser is a 2D game framework for use for making HTML5 games for desktop and mobile. Ooh. 
Because free software developed, uh, yeah, Canvas and WebGL renderer. Okay. Does that mean, so um, the screenshot that I see shows kind of like a tile-based 2D game. Is that kind of the, 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 the vibe of Phaser? It doesn't have to be tile-based, I don't think. Okay. But yeah, obviously being able to support tile maps is a good. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to, trying to get my handle on kind of what sort of type of game is possible and probably not to go too far out of that mold for scope purposes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that ideally what we should do is come up with this concept that we can do something which is incredibly dead simple. Like you're saying, have a like proof of concept or, you know, mm-hmm. rough thing working like tomorrow and then also has opportunities for expanding beyond that if we have additional time but we should start it assuming basically we get almost nothing done what's the simplest thing we can do that's still going to be a game yes yes extremes extreme extreme scope control so no like oh every enemy has an undead version now we have to double the amount of (laughs) shit we have to make Every 10 seconds, they go back and forth between being undead. <laughs> we're only allowed to have one, possibly two spatial dimensions. Three is out of the question. Three, three is right out. <laughs> A one spatial dimension game would be interesting. Indeed, every 10 seconds, you add a dimension. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> every 10 seconds, the player loses. <laughs> Great. Uh, it could be a game with uh, some sort of weird secret, obscure win condition, and you only have ten seconds to figure it out. Kind of like a little bit of like a warrior wear type thing. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, let's make a hundred mini games. <laughs> yeah, sort of like be mini games, but it could be again like a way to make that really scopey. And by scopey, I mean low scopey. Would be like three sixty no scope. Yeah, I don't know, like a bunch of uh, random objects on the screen, and when two of them touch, you win, you know, Mm -hmm. and you don't know which two two they are. And it changes every 10 seconds. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't love that idea, but, you know, Mm -hmm. I I like to throw out lots of ideas, and hopefully maybe it sparks something in someone else. We are in the brainstorming phase. All ideas are good ideas. Yeah. Just some ideas are better than others. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of some, like, time-based mechanic where it's like, this doesn't quite fit with the theme, but it's like you have like 10 seconds to live, but you have some mechanic that somehow gives you more time or something. Hmm. Another 10 seconds? Something like, it's like that. Like every 10 seconds you have to inject yourself with a potion or you die. Oh, oh, uh, deep, deep indie game lore. Hollow Knight originated from <laughs> Hungry Knight, which was made for the same loot that we were talking about with the past 10 second thing. And he was a little insect boy that had to eat every 10 seconds or he'd die. Mm. He had like, I think he had like fight an enemy or kill an enemy basically, which meant eating or some, some shit. I think he had to eat a soul. Fuck. If I remember he, it had nothing to do with the, the, uh, the, uh, the resulting hollow Knight game, except for the fact that the avatar looks a little like him with the, the white mask and the horns. Yeah. I think we had talked about that before on a previous loomed air episode, mm. but I didn't realize it was the same theme. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? Is uh, uh, figure out the obscure win condition in ten seconds. Well, uh, was there another idea that you guys said? Because I think I was trying to both type and listen. Well, I, I like the idea of like, for instance, something being added to the player every ten seconds. Like, um, 
I could imagine being like a weight is added to the player. Um, but I feel like that's sort of like a physics-y game, and I don't think we have much experience doing physics-y games. So mm. Yeah, we've done a little. Okay. Physics yeah, actually physics one thing cool one thing that's cool about physics games is you set up the physics engine and suddenly you just a lot of shit just works for you. Mm-hmm. And you can like track like collisions and stuff and that's and, and set up little interactions and wing conditions. Uh it's a it's a great way to get a lot of emergence quickly, basically. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But I was thinking something along the lines of like you're running around and then like a weight is added to your avatar in a random location every 10 seconds. And so basically <laughs> you're eventually completely chained down. But until then, you're just sort of like, you know, incapacitated a little bit or sort of, you know, in one particular dimension. What if, um, you know, it's funny because you said duplication and I, I already started thinking of like some kind of like enemies duplicating themselves or, or bacteria or something what if every 10 seconds there's a duplication event and everything all the shit that you have to take you deal with on the screen doubles so like mm-hmm. maybe you have to clear it all out uh by, and the wing condition is clearing it but every 10 seconds it doubles so like i like that i like that it's something like asteroids but every 10 seconds the asteroids that you haven't cleared doubles yeah exactly <laughs> that's like a really crazy how we're gonna that'd be fun to balance that like it's either really easy or it's really hard <laughs> i mean you know what it'd be a lot of fun as the game design as a game design person slash level design person to go in and like crunch the game feel if i don't have to make a shit ton of art and a shit ton of levels i get mm. to just tweak the like you know, you got if if the code is set up and all I'm doing is tweaking parameters, you know, like I can try to make it feel real good, real good. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, the number of obstacles, enemies, whatever the fuck, double. Yeah, it also sound, kind of sounds good to like. It feels like we're almost pointing towards games that are like exist on like a single screen. They're not like a level. I like that. Games yeah. they're just kind of like just you, inter- you just interact with a limited space. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally cool. That's some controlled scope. I like it. Every 10 seconds, the playing field doubles in size. (laughs) (laughs) And it zooms out. We, oh yeah, we can remember our episode where we talked about um, the Planck length all the way up to the size of the universe. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's make a representation of the entire universe. (laughs) Of all of existence at all, at all uh, size scales as well. It's extra. Oh God um what well if if kind of riffing off that idea of of things come appearing like different enemy types or different whatever types could have different behaviors every 10 seconds like not just double Mm -hmm. but maybe maybe they double and stick together or maybe they double and like shoot away from each other and start bouncing Mm -hmm. around you know like there could be like each color thing could have a slightly different way of being triggered yeah i could imagine it's something like conway's game of life and every 10 Mm. seconds the state of the game is updated yeah yeah, except you know we have some different rules for how the enemies behave I think it'd be good if it was physics-y there, you know, kind of like asteroids, right? The stuff bounces around and does stuff. Mm-hmm. What would be the sort of primary mechanic, like the, the core mechanic, right? Are you shooting the things? Are you clicking and dragging them to get rid of, like, how, how are you getting rid of the things? I could also imagine something where you're not even getting rid of them, but like, rather than having a player being an, a physical object, like the obstacles or whatnot are doubling every 10 seconds or behaving every 10 seconds, and you have to keep you know, two things from hitting each other or something, or, you know, you have to keep all of these things from touching and you can sort of click and drag objects around in order to sort of move them. Mm. Um, and you have to sort of, you know, keep the positive and negative terminals from connecting. That's cool. Yeah. So it could be the wind state. So it could be like prevent the things from touching, <laughs> make the things touch. If you had to like, like, let's let's say like there was like a lot of shit on the screen and it was like blocking mm-hmm. you from making the two things touch. Right. But the thing is like, 
I guess the way I'm typically thinking of it right now is I'm thinking of a game that has no win condition. The Basically, the point of the game is to live as long as possible. Mm-hmm. And every 10 seconds, the game becomes harder in some way. Um, some yeah. event triggers, which does that. And if, for instance, you like the goal is to make two things connect, like at the very beginning of the game, before anything's triggered, that would theoretically be easy if it's possible. Um, what if... Um... It could be unlimited in the sense that if we if we can make this semi generative, uh-huh. semi randomized, then you could win, and then it would just restart the game with a harder start state. So okay. like, like if if your enemies double every time, just just by starting with one more enemy, can mm-hmm. like add up to add up to a lot in, over the end or over the course of time, um, it kind of becomes a right. Then then the and the outcome is like the player has fun by figuring out how many levels they can get through. It'd also mm-hmm. be fun to count them based on the number of time ticks, right? Every 10 second round is like counts up. And that's how, you know, I survived for 35 rounds, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I guess that's the second thing you're talking about. Like you survive for 35 rounds. That's sort of more along the lines of what I'm thinking of rather than having a victory condition that resets mm-hmm. the thing. Um, either works um, to be clear, but I do think that what, one of the things you're sort of implying is it'd be valuable to whatever event happens every 10 seconds, keeping track of a timer, which shows how many times the 10 second triggers have procced um, mm-hmm. so that people, and that's the score or something like that, or yeah, that yeah, could yeah. be the score. Kind of, we'd have to, if we were doing the whole thing where if, ah, never mind, no, <laughs> it's basically just a whole different paradigm, right? You either have, there's a, there's a win condition that gets harder every time you win it, or there's mm-hmm. unlimited time either way. I think we yeah. could choose those sorts of details based on if we were to go within this direction based on more details on like the core mechanics and the mm-hmm. what actually what's actually on the screen. Yep. Uh, do you guys feel like delving into that more or do you want to kind of like we could always shift gears and just try to think of something completely different? I guess my thinking is shift gears, think of something completely different, then come back and sort of delve into details later on. I think, yeah. you know, we just started. So I think this idea has some legs. Um, we could just I wrap think- this up and be done with it and just go to bed. Bam. <laughs> probably the most abstract game idea we've ever had to start working on uh okay um what else can happen every 10 seconds i do want to bring up that sort of related to the thing i said before what we were working on before it was like you have to inject yourself with the serum every 10 seconds it's like a weird like horror escape room situation mm-hmm. i guess that would be mostly like puzzle mechanics of like interacting with stuff in the room yeah you have to like inject yourself Every 10 seconds to survive. Inject yourself with some Zombrex mm-hmm. and become a zombie. <laughs> very, very short acting Zombrex. Um, I could also, another thing I could imagine is like some kind of, I don't know, the first thing I went to my head was like egg laying. Like every 10 seconds, the chicken or the whatever lays an egg and you have to deal with it. You know, <laughs> uh, and maybe, maybe the every, every 10 seconds an egg hatches and then every 10 seconds, you know, like it could be like a weird little like, take care of the fucking aliens or chickens or whatever that are coming out of eggs. It could be you lay an egg every 10 seconds. Every 10 seconds, those eggs hatch. And when the eggs hatch, it spawns an enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Ungrateful children. I could also imagine something simple and stupid, like the player doubles in size every 10 seconds. <laughs> Wouldn't last very long, though. No. Player doubles in size. I like how we keep doing, like, doubling as a, as a thing. Yeah. It's a simple thing to do. What? Okay, I like the idea of player transformation every ten seconds. What if it was more like? And I'm just going to use this as an example. Um, 
because it's just an easy default game, like a shooter game, you know, like a, like a, um, not, not like a first person shooter, like a, like an airplane top down shooter, you know? Yep. And your like just gun layout randomly changes every 10 seconds and you have to just sort of deal with like a new, basically a new avatar with new abilities every 10 seconds and it's just randomized. Hmm. I'm thinking a little bit of, uh, I th- what's the game called? I think Ikargawa or something like that, where it's like you can change between black and white modes and mm-hmm. like when you're in that mode, projectiles of that color power you up and the other ones kill you and vice versa. So I can imagine something like that where you go uncontrollably back and forth between the two modes every 10 seconds. Hmm. Could it be, um, it could be more of this black and white. Couldn't it be multiple colors? Like you could. Sure. I don't know. I guess if you're, if you were a color, maybe that means you can pass through all but your color. I don't know if, if that would make the most sense or if you can only pass through your color. Mm-hmm. So like imagine there was just like three colors, like RBG or whatever. You turn uh-huh. red, all the red blocks, all the red things are colliding with you. And those could be enemies, right? They could be enemy bullets, but they could also mm-hmm. be like blocks and whatever. And then 10 seconds later, you're now blue. And I have to deal with the blue shit and the red shit doesn't matter anymore. If we do something like that, we'd have to be very clear in telegraphing when you're about to change states. So we'd have to have some yeah. sort of like warm up animation or whatnot. Yeah, maybe maybe some sound cues, some like for the last mm-hmm. couple seconds. But yeah, I mean, ten seconds. That's what fucking our our base <laughs> ten system. Because like, if it was less seconds, you could actually make better games. I think ten seconds is kind of an eternity in game time mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, let's see. The player uh, phase changes every. Every 10 seconds. Solid RGB. liquid gas. <laughs> Not that kind of phase. <laughs> that could be interesting. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to, I'm channeling my inner Roushi. I have, I have an outrageous Roushi-esque one. Okay. okay. Not Roushi-esque, I don't know. It's every 10 seconds a hostage is killed. It's a hostage negotiation game. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that is a really aggressive hostage taker. <laughs> yeah. Or they've got a lot of hostages and they're really expendable. Yeah. Another thought, um, every 10 seconds you change control between two characters. Oh. So uh, kind of like in a uh, Vikings sort of way? Blizzard's Vikings? Yeah, something like that. Lost Vikings. There we go, yeah. Oh my God. Every single bullet point for an idea I, I write, I have to say like every 10 seconds, blah, 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 or blah, 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 every 10 seconds. I feel like <laughs> I, I won't count it against you if you start using like double quotes for like, you know, <laughs> the previous thing. It's just, it's just E10S now. I'm grabbing chapstick. Be right back. Think of great ideas while I'm going. It's uh, some dry lip work for the brainstorming Ludum Dare games. <laughs> Every 10 seconds, you have to apply chapstick or you die. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't have to inject zombied serum. It's just chapstick. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, I forgot what I was writing. Every 10 seconds, what happens? We were recording this. <laughs> <laughs> What did we literally say 10 seconds ago? Trevor, help. <laughs> okay, what, what was the question? You change characters. You change characters. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Every 10 seconds, you think of a new idea. <laughs> yes. Ooh, we do another meta game design one. <laughs> Every 10 seconds, you load another Ludum Dara game. <laughs> oh, here, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? Every 10 seconds at the top of the list. Whoa. Oh, my God. Now it applies to everything on the bullet list. Now I have to actually go back and delete every 10 seconds. You don't have to. (laughs) You really don't have to. (laughs) All right. You can if you want to. I'm not going to stop you, but you don't have to. Okay, 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 okay.
Do you know there's games that like where they're like the code or the rules themselves change? Like what if you every 10 seconds Baba is you the code yeah, like the code randomly <laughs> the code randomly changes itself somehow when the game reloads. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean I could just say like the game rules change, right? That's like a mm-hmm. abstract way to say that. Which could be that could be win conditions, but that could also be core mechanics. That could be like I, I hate things. to point it out, but you just typed out every ten seconds. God <laughs> just wasted keystrokes. It's all right. I'm here to help. Yeah, thank you. It would be cool to do it like I think maybe along those lines, maybe we said that before is like every every ten seconds the gravity inverse. So you're just kind mm-hmm. of doing maybe you're doing you're doing like a really fast paced platform or even like a what do they call it? Like cannibal lift auto uh, auto, auto runners. Runner. Yeah. Yeah, like every mm-hmm. ten seconds like the gravity flips and you have to adjust for that. Hmm. I could also imagine something where it's like every 10 seconds, the speed of the game increases. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like a um, Space Invaders thing, except mm-hmm. in that one, it's based on how you're shooting them. But in this case, it's different. Is there, um, I'm thinking of just like a different kind of paradigm, which could be like, there's like two phases to the game. Like there's like a prep phase and then there's like a go phase and the go phase lasts 10 seconds and then uh-huh. stops. And then you have to like figure out what to do, you know, how to say arrange the elements or whatever. And then you hit play again for 10 more seconds. Mm-hmm. It's the fastest tower defense game. It, I, actually, I was thinking that was... the same thing. <laughs> tower defense <laughs> with 10 second rounds. It, it could even be like you only have 10 seconds to sort of like set up your next tower, you know? So it's always like 10 seconds of setup, 10 seconds of play, 10 seconds of setup. But it also doesn't have to be tower defense, even though it's a, just a really easy paradigm to do that with. Mm-hmm. Also, I do feel like if you went with the tower defense, having the actual like invader rounds last 10 seconds is going to be challenging. Not if they're fast. <laughs> Uh, or I don't know. I mean, we we could also remix something else about tower defense games for that to make sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but fair. You should go play. We we we're uh, we're experts at remixing tower defense. We made we made a pinball tower defense game a while back. It's actually really cool. Hmm. At least it was a cool concept. Uh, we did not have enough time to make like a good interface for a tower defense game. <laughs> so lesson learned in terms of scope is n- n- no interface shit, if possible. I think like we would want. Any, anything with like a setup, we'd probably want it to be just like dragging and dropping shit around rather than like clicking buttons, making decisions based on interface. You know what I mean? Every 10 seconds, the interface gets more complicated. <laughs> like um, <laughs> Space Team. Did you ever play that? I've heard of it. I've never played it though. Oh man. Oh, we could, we should play that together. We can play that. Um, we just need to get it on your phone and we could play it. Uh, I think, I think okay. we can play it like apart from each other. I don't think you have to be on the same thing. It's very fun. Uh, it doesn't really have anything to do with 10 seconds, though. <laughs> it does have to do with communication and dealing with a jank interface, and that's that's the whole point of the game. Okay. What if what if the game space itself was a ticking down 10-second clock? <laughs> <laughs> like like a like a digital clock, so like the shape is interesting as it changes, and you have to like do something within that weird ass space. Hmm. Hmm. So like you're inside the numbers or something, or um I guess it'd be, so one problem is like, it, there'd always be a zero on the left, right? It'd be 10 mm-hmm. and then there'd be a zero on the left for nine more seconds. Don't have to have uh, zero. You can get true. rid of the zero just, entirely. Uh, very true. I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to picture all the numbers as they go. <laughs> you're inside, you're, you're on like a two ledge and every time it goes to one, you just fall. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like, 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 okay, imagine, imagine the numbers in the center 
Mm-hmm. And then your your like avatar is like going around the perimeter of it and trying to shoot into the center to hit the target. So the numbers are like the way the numbers change their shape kind of make different openings and closings. That's kind of cool. What if you could also change the the rate at which you move around? Like you're always moving clockwise, but it's like you you can like accelerate or decelerate. That'd be kind of cool. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have to also, you also have to make sure there isn't like a first order optimal strategy. Because once you kind of figure out like you'd have to you have to mix it up so that the player can't just do the same thing over and over again. Also, maybe mm-hmm. the shape or the location of the target changes um, could be interesting. It's weird. It's a weird idea. Mm-hmm. The weirder, the better right now. I like that as like a, it's like maybe you only have like one shot per 10 seconds and it's like a, a really, like it's a crazy powerful like railgun shot and you have to like line it up perfectly <laughs> and like take your chance every 10 seconds. Yeah. Or it's like, there's a lot of a- enemies and you have to basically get as many of them as possible within that span of time with a single shot. So you have to line it up perfectly and you're constantly moving as well. So like they're moving, you're moving, you have to judge and make that shot. And if you don't, you take a pitiful shot right towards the end of the 10 seconds and you're sad because you only got one guy and all the other railgun men are making fun of you. (laughs) Can we combine that with like the interaction thing we were talking about earlier of like, like there's a weird physics thing where enemies like knock into each other and then like a third one comes out. Or something. You have uh-huh. to like predict the movement of the enemies and how they kind of interact with each other in a weird way, and try to like you know risk reward. Do you wait or do you take the shot now? I could also imagine. Yeah, like I think this is sort of what you're saying, but maybe a little bit different. Um, we go back to that previous idea we had, where like you know the enemies can multiply every ten seconds, or the enemies can shoot back at you every ten seconds, or something like that. Yeah. But like you only get one shot every 10 seconds and the enemies also get to act once every 10 seconds, whatever acting means. One thing, the idea of shooting every 10 seconds, I think is an interesting mechanic. I don't think it's very compatible with the idea of a 10 second clock counting down every 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. That becomes the space that becomes the barriers only because you get very little to do as the space changes around you. Um, mm-hmm. But I do like the idea of say a one shot like system like that, um, like in a different context, you know, like if you were say mm-hmm. able to freely move around the space and avoid enemies and try to like, kind of like trick them into positioning themselves in just such a way that you can then, yeah, use your one shot and, and fuck them up. Mm-hmm. You said, I said, I just want to, I would want to make sure that if you can only shoot every 10 seconds, you have a lot to do elsewise. So lots of moving positioning, et cetera, et cetera. Makes sense. It's probably a lot of enemy avoidance there. Yeah, exactly. You, you did, can only you shoot every again. 10 seconds. Oh, every 10 seconds. <laughs> well, no, this is... Not- uh, okay, I know. I get it. Did you know that in Africa, every 10 seconds, 10 seconds passes? <laughs> um, you can only shoot every 10 seconds, but it's a big one. That's how I'm going to say it. Okay. Yeah, it's starting to feel like kind of a cool, like, you know, top-down shooter, Smash TV kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it could be like a really, we could really, really lean into like the railgun thing where like it shoots and just get knocked back like half the screen. Yeah. Huge mm-hmm. screen shake and stuff. That'd be cool. If, our, if we keep our scope in check, you could even have multiple weapons. So you could have like different metas, you know, like you could have like an area of effect around your character or you could have a railgun or you could have like a, a like a, a missile that explodes at the end, you know, you could a couple, a couple different things could be cool. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of the countdown clock being combined with the enemies doubling idea or or and and or the you can only shoot every 10 seconds also works pretty well with enemies mm-hmm. doubling 
I'm just sort of thinking about sort of like high-level categories of things we're talking about here. So we've got like every 10 seconds, like... Plants, animals, minerals. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so we've got like every 10 seconds, the enemies act, or you're limited to one action every 10 seconds, or every 10 seconds, like the game rules change somehow, mm -hmm. uh, maybe the environment or something like that. So you're trying to think of a, a whole different paradigm that's outside of it, those? It, exactly. I, I'm trying to basically say, here's the sort of boxes we're thinking inside of. Are there any other ideas outside of that that seem to make sense or worth considering? There's always the poop dimension. Every 10 seconds, there's the poop. Every 10 seconds, your cat poops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been dealing with that. How about this? It's a rhythm game where there's no other indication. You just have to press the button every 10 seconds. Exactly. <laughs> it's only for drummers. <laughs> are you rushing or are you dragging? I actually fucking love that. I really love that. Because <laughs> that's like a thing in, in Rhythm Heaven, right? Like you have to like wait. You have to, it'll like flip the coin and you catch it after like four beats or eight beats or whatever. And you don't get any other indication. You just have to count it in your head. Okay. Can we can we expand <laughs> make, that into make it more interesting on that? No. It has to be only that. <laughs> <laughs> it's my demand. Well, like it sounds it sounds to me like ready, set, go, now hit it as close to 10 seconds later as you can is like the final boss level. Right, is there a way to scaffold the, the player into like longer and longer periods of time that they have to be like hitting it at, you know? Yeah, or I like mean, or like uh, it's always 10 seconds, but there's like uh, a beat you know, or like something that helps you measure it. And then there's less and less help until you have to just magically know when 10 seconds has passed. And of course you get like a cool, like, ah, uh, like if we have, if scope wasn't a problem, you could then like be like, you know, you were in this percentile of other players and, you know, do data collection and stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's a, I might try and find the video real quick. There's a, there's a mini game in Rhythm Heaven where it's like, there's like little ghosts kind of popping up. And you have to like shoot them with an arrow, <laughs> but they like pop up less, and it gets quieter every time they pop up. So like, it'll the first ones will be like really they'll be it'll be like straight on the beat like one two three four, but then it's like the other ones will be like one two three, and then there's no fourth beat, and you have to count it like that. So you can kind of like have the things on the beat, but then like gradually take the later ones away, or to gradually make it quieter. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I mean, it could be as simple as like hit the button after 10 seconds has passed and there's just an, a timer and the timer counts down and you hit the button, but then it happens, <laughs> you know, then, then it happens again, but like it just skips the eight, you know, mm -hmm. and then it like skips another number and skips another number and skips another number. Yeah. But how do you make a game out of this? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, it's measuring, it would be measuring your accuracy, right. And giving you say points or something. Mm -hmm. uh, right. With like a, like a bell curve. <laughs> this would be, this would be really bizarre, but like, what if that's like your job? It's like you just you're like you just have this bizarre dystopian job, but like through your window you see some really bizarre story happening in the rest of the office. I don't know what that would be, but like this is just a dumb like the gameplay would just be totally stupid, and it's just like a a frame for like something else happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder what that. I mean, that could be that could be a lot of fun. That's that's like the sort of thing. It's the sort of thing that I wish we had like Rashi or Porter to make the art for. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can do I can do the arts, but I'm not like the profession. Like you know, I'm not like the the most professional, experienced one out of that out of us. Mm -hmm. I can also imagine like the setting being some sort of factory like thing, just in terms of regularity. Something happening every ten seconds. It also reminds me of the the the, the timer in Lost. Remember, 
Oh yeah. Did you guys watch Lost? Yes. Very good first season. Exactly. One guy had to hit hit a button every Desmond. Desmond had to hit the button every whatever number of minutes or every thirteen hours. It was something, something weird. like that. Yeah. Hmm. What if you're playing Factorio, but you're not playing the player? You're playing as one of the inserters, and every ten seconds you have to grab <laughs> a thing off the belt and put it into it somewhere. <laughs> An inserter's story. Wow, that would be a different sort of game. <laughs> I mean, the story could be, you could tell a story of you having to keep this rhythm going while degradation happens around you. And the degradation then feel it feeds back into that mechanic of you're not getting the feedback. You need to know when to press the button because mm-hmm. the clock's breaking because everything's breaking. But you're, for some mm-hmm. reason, doggedly going forward while everything goes to shit around you. And it's a metaphor for, you know, life, climate change or something. <laughs> <laughs> I I could imagine that being interesting, though, sort of like going back to what we're saying, like, you know, you have to press the space bar every 10 seconds. And at first, it's really well telegraphed, you know, like maybe it's got off beats or things like that. And you don't have to do anything at first. And then they start introducing enemies that you have to avoid or something. And then you have to continue pressing the space bar every 10 seconds while you're doing the other stuff, while you're avoiding enemies or accomplishing other goals or something like that. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it sort of goes back to the sort of like injecting yourself with a health potion every 10 seconds. It's like, yeah, you got to collect an item and use it every 10 seconds to stay alive on the rhythm, on the timer while you're doing other things. Yeah, I guess it could just be the dumb like job analogy I made where it's like you're just, your job is to press a button every 10 seconds, but like your coworkers get progressively more annoying and trying to distract you and your boss comes up <laughs> to you asking for some shit. And you just have to progressively annoy, avoid all their annoyances even more and more. Mm. Got to get the donuts. Got to prep the coffee. Got to press the button every 10 seconds. Job simulator. 10 second edition. (laughs) I think that the sub goal, just to kind of try to make it mm, properly scoped, it would probably just be like you have to go out into the environment and collect a collectible, like food, right? Mm -hmm. Something to keep you alive. And then there'd be like enemies to avoid. That'd be probably the simplest way to do it. Yep. Um, But like more obstacles appear such as enemies and or you know physical barriers Mm -hmm. are you would you be would you be able to no i guess the way to do the physical barriers let's say like let's say it gets it's like an open space and then you add more physical barriers you would have to probably design an end state that is navigable that is also chunked so that you can just randomly choose a chunk to add in Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i'm just trying to make sure you don't do that procedurally (laughs) sure sure But yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess Lost makes me think of like a survival situation or a zombie situation where you still have to you still have to get health and food or medicine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of a lot of interesting things in that weird ass idea. <laughs> yeah, it could definitely be like a zombie apocalypse type thing where it's like at first society is still functioning. You've got like a you know clock in the background, stuff like that, and so on and so forth. And then just every ten seconds, like the zombie apocalypse progresses. And something breaks. Very Project Zomboid. Yeah, I'm definitely channeling some Project Zomboid here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's also kind of a funny yeah way to progress like the story or like have hidden mechanics show up. It's like yeah, it's like you have a dumb job where you have to press a button every ten seconds, but like a two minutes in, like your coworker gives you a gun. It's like you have to shoot the zombies coming in through the window. Uh, <laughs> and just to press the button, you have to also to shoot. But that also feels like it's the sort of thing that would probably require a lot of content in terms of like art and uh, stuff like that. So art and story. Yeah. So I'm not sure that it's necessarily the best scoped 
uh, option. Any other wacky ideas for things that happen every 10 seconds? Or is there any other way that we can interpret every 10 seconds fundamentally differently than the way we're talking about right now? Is there a shitty pun we can do with the, the phrase every 10 seconds and actually has nothing to do with the mechanic it implies? Every 10 seconds, as in the seconds that getting more food when you finished your first plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to watch, you have to just watch a room full of diners and you have to f- find the one that is the 10th one getting seconds. <laughs> I don't know. Any other ideas like this? Or do we want to sort of like delve deep into one of these ideas or something? I think real quick, just the, just go back to the pun thing. I think uh, maybe I've talked about um, Tom Sevens. I don't have a good one yet, but uh, Tom Seven is like a guy who's done a lot of, I probably talked about his stuff before, a lot of weird programming projects and music and Bloom Dare. And, and, and like pretty much all of his games are just like puns on the theme. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, instead of Tiny World, he did T-N-Y World, where all of the like characters were letters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. So we got to look at the like letter forms of the phrase, but it's in fucking curly, crafty girls. <laughs> it's okay to go back to the Ludum Dare website just in order to avoid the crafty girls while you're reading the <laughs> uh, uh, theme. When when we we did uh, or when the theme was ten seconds before, he did point one hertz, as in pain. But it's like a really bizarre puzzle game where like all the stages what? last ten seconds. It was one of his really weird, weird games. You should. Know, that's and got play some it. layers. Yeah. Ooh, what if it's every uh, uh, in binary seconds? That's two, right? Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> Ford's making a face. One zero. No, I get it is now. Yeah, I got it. Two in binary. But if we did that, it would house. We couldn't just make it two. We'd have to actually make the game about binary as well, or at least binary like themed. Something to make it obvious why the timer is actually only two seconds. Yeah. Also, like, if we did do it binary every two seconds, like, the timer would actually literally be like 10, 1, 10, 1. It would be sort of like back and forth, back and forth. It would be 0, 1, 10, 0, uh, 10. I guess I was thinking, like, as soon as you hit 0. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Three states, three seconds, sort of, kind of. It, is, it does make it three seconds, but like me. Hmm. Every 10 seconds. I know the word. Uh, are you allowed to like ever so slightly change it? Like what if the main character was named Avery 10 seconds? <laughs> I mean, we've never been very strict about the theme, so I think if we interpolate it a bit, I think it's, it'll be fine. But what? who is Avery 10 seconds? So what's their deal? Hmm. <laughs> He's got a magical stopwatch that allows him to travel back in time. Ten seconds. <laughs> I do. One of my favorite mind-bending game mechanics is when you like interact with the past self. Mm-hmm. You know, like you get ten seconds, for instance, to act, and then yeah, you, you know, rewinds and whatever you did in that first ten seconds, like is represented. You know, like your mouse cursor goes and does what it does, or your avatar does, but you get a new avatar, a new cursor, or whatever, and it yep. does its thing for ten seconds. I think mm-hmm. the game cursor times ten literally did it in 10 seconds it was like a flash game that kind of introduced me to this concept okay i think there was also uh in braid uh, i think one of the stages like you know when you traveled backwards like your previous version uh well and one of the levels would keep on acting yes yeah just like that i'm just trying to think of a version 
that would be like new and unique, you know? Mm-hmm. Did we want to step aside for like a couple of minutes and then come back? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Let's do it. Take a break. But not that kind of break. Not the podcast break. No. <laughs> Day breaks over. Hi, how, how was your break? It was a good break. Good. I lay down a little bit, thought about things, thought about other things. Just stare at the ceiling. I finished my dinner, which I didn't get to finish earlier. <laughs> Just uh, sitting next to me. What was dinner? Uh, pasta, sausage, red sauce. It's like my go-to fairly easy dinner to make. Okay. Also, it was leftovers from like two days ago. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, so my brain ended up chewing on the tower defense idea some more. Basically just trying to fill in some specifics. So mm-hmm. I, one of the problems I tried to solve in my brain was just like no interface. So I think what it would be, and so the setup phase would not necessarily be like purchasing towers and like managing a resource. I think your resource would be the towers are, they just exist. And you can, in the setup phase, you can just reposition them. So you can just move them from one space to the other. And another thing that would be a little different from a traditional tower game is I think the enemies, when that, when there's going to be 10 seconds of action, right? Where the enemies are actually moving and the towers are shooting. And once that 10 seconds is over, it just pauses. So the enemies are where they are. And you have now 10 seconds of setup time. So you can, right, you can like, drag and drop with your towers, reposition them. Maybe you want to hit the enemies that are towards the end with the towers this time and ignore the ones that might be entering at the entrance. Or maybe you want to do something else, right? Uh, I think towers could be added to the system over time. I just kind of like when we decide that they're ready for it, you know, like every certain number of rounds, you get a new tower. Um, so yeah, it'd be like a very minimalistic, simple tower defense game on 10 second, on a 10 second loop. I just had a different or a slightly uh, different take on it uh, while you were describing that. I was thinking like, imagine you have a space that's sort of like uh, a number sign, you know, or say there's a grand total of eight different entrances, you know, two at the top, two at the right, two at the bottom, two at the left. And you know in advance which of those is going to have enemies coming from it next time. And like you say, all the towers already exist. Uh, You don't get more towers but instead you have to push them around. It's like um, one of those sort of like puzzle games where you can push a single tile forward, but if there's two tiles in front of you, you can't push that forward. And hmm. so you basically just have to sort of, you know, move around the towers as best as you can in order to get them in place, in order to uh, get them there. And you've got 10 seconds to push towers before they spawn. Do you imagine pushing with an avatar or like more like sliding them with your mouse? I was thinking with an avatar. Okay. I was thinking a grid-based thing where you sort of move up, down, left, right, and so like. So yeah, you're like you're like Link pushing the blocks and like uh, uh, Link to the past or something. Exactly. Although if you do that, then there's some expectation that Link has some sort of purpose while the tower or during the you know actual enemy phase. He could. He could still fight them, maybe. Uh huh. A little sword. A little be a little sword boy. Yep. Um, I like. I think both those those directions are pretty cool. I think. I think it's worth look thinking into the just like the drag and drop version of it too, which could just be like one of those. Um, I forget what they're called, but you know, those like shuffle puzzles. Where mm-hmm. You have to shuffle the blocks around to get them yeah. in the position that you want. And it has the advantage that there's no need to add an avatar for art or programming, which makes it's true it and reduces yeah. the scale. Yeah. <laughs> scope. Yes, scope and the scope. Does that mean actually the towers are because the the um. The pound spaces where the enemies can walk, right? So they could like they might enter through top, like the top left, and then uh, exit through the right bottom, for instance. 
Sure. And so does that mean, because then that means there's basically nine little squares between the roads where towers could exist. Um, oh, so you're thinking of like, uh, okay, you're thinking of like the, I was thinking of the uh, pound sign just in terms of that's where the location of the entrances are. Not that there's roads that you can't block, but oh. You know, that's also possible because, like, in any tower defense game, you have to figure out, like, what happens if the player blocks all ability for the enemies to travel, yeah. or how do you make that impossible? I see, I see, I see. I wasn't thinking about that at all. No, I, I actually, it's interesting. I, I, I like, like, yours is actually a little more freeform, right? You just have to, you'd have to create more, like, advanced pathing AI. That'd be a little mm-hmm. annoying. Not impossible. Yep. Or maybe not. Maybe they just fucking just go. <laughs> Maybe they just fly, you know, the towers are just there. But that's Could be. And that's not a very interesting game, I don't think. Mm, yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, yeah, what did you guys think of when it came to our 10, second, 10 seconds, our 10-minute uh, break? I was debating how to use the 10 minutes. Part of me was thinking, should I think about how to loot Dare, or should I use this as a break so I come back fresh and relaxed and ready to think of new things? <laughs> and so I went more with the latter rather than the former, so I don't really have a lot of new ideas to bring back mm. to the table immediately. I kind of do like a magic eye thing where I like not focusing super hard on the problem. I like, you know, I went off and I like microwaved my food and sort of like chilled and kind of like, so like, like, with like a loose focus on, on thinking of ideas, but not like too hard. That makes sense. I think that's a good way to do it. How did you find yourself using it, Ford? He, he wanked. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. up. That's more of a, uh, Andrew thing to say. (laughs) Andy. Yeah, I was trying to think of more puns for, like, interpreting seconds, but, like, it doesn't really... There's, like, seconds of, like, like arc seconds, like a measurement of, you know... Yeah, yeah. so, like, yeah. Every, all, going around a circle every 10 seconds of a circle? Yeah. Didn't have a game for that, though. <laughs> it was just something I thought of. <laughs> well, just as a random thought, it'd be interesting if somehow there was a clock face featured in the game... And then every 10 seconds, you know, like when the second hand passes every 10 seconds, something happens or something, whatnot. I don't know how that figures into anything. Reminds me of another Rhythm Heaven minigame where you're like, you're on the, you're on the face of a clock and you're a monk and you have to high five the other monkeys because they go around. It's pretty fun. <laughs> nice. And the other thing I was thinking about is like all of those old advertisements or something where it's like every 10 seconds, somebody starves to death in Africa or something like that, you know? <laughs> Sounds like a fun game. <laughs> oh, yes. One sort of bizarre idea I had was like, I don't know, when you were talking about something else, I just had this idea of like, what if you were trying to like mimic art and you had like 10 seconds to do it? Not that you were actually painting, but you would set up something that would like splash paint on the screen or like you have this thing it's like oh it draws like a thing like that and it's like you have 10 seconds to figure out how to set up your tools to like fire off when the 10 seconds is up i don't know how that actually works i mean that's actually so i mean in actual drawing classes you do you do make 10 second gesture drawing class just gesture drawing sometimes so like the model poses and you literally have 10 seconds to try to capture the pose you're not going to like obviously make like a rendered mona lisa of the model but like if you can draw something get something on the page that 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 tells you that this is a human body in this particular position then you you win the 10 second pose (laughs) it's a competitive event yeah it'd be fun if you could do something that could judge that like you know like very very fantasy version of this would be like yeah like a, a figure on the screen makes a pose and you have to like draw it as fast as you can with your mouse or whatever and it like somehow knows how accurate you were 
Yeah, one of my friends actually did <laughs> a Ludum Dare that it was based on drawing and assessing how close your drawing was to something, but I don't know what Holy shit. deck used for that. Uh, I mean, maybe it'd be easier if it wasn't a human figure, if you were literally just trying to like recreate a line drawing that's on the screen, you know? Yeah, or it's like a it's like a memorization game in a way. It's like you get you, yeah. you look at it for 10 seconds, then you get 10 seconds to recreate it somehow. It doesn't necessarily have to be drawing. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of it more along the lines that the game gives you primitives, like this item produces a circle in the space where you place it, and this one produces a line, and so on and so forth. And you basically have 10 seconds to move around this bundle of items, which then act at the end of it in order to produce the painting and try to match the one that you saw. I mean, could it just be as simple as dragging and drawing with your mouse? Like, draw the draw the thing? It could be, but I feel like that's a lot harder to judge than something where it's like putting up primitives in a grid that then produce objects. Mm. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of it was more like less of a drawing game, more of like a puzzle game. You had to kind of figure out how to interact with the stuff that you have in order to recreate something you saw. Like a tangram or something. Yeah. But yeah, I could imagine it's like, you know, this particular object blocks a spec a bit of space so if you need to make a you know negative space circle or something you place it there hmm. does anybody else have any other wacky ideas percolating around air traffic control game every 10 seconds you have to tell a plane what course to come on in on oh, jesus <laughs> christ <laughs> i had to play i played a boat traffic control game when the iPad was super, super new. It was like one of the few games that was available like right right out the gate. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was annoying. <laughs> it was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and it, had, it didn't even have a 10-second limitation. Well, um, are there any ideas that y'all are feeling f- fresh and funky about? Like, are there ones that like stand out to you as ones we should like seriously consider? Let's bolt those. I think, yeah. you know, the tower defense, we've got a couple of things that I think are reasonable. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, you have to hit the button every 10 seconds yeah. or you like only get one shot every 10 seconds and the enemies do something every 10 seconds. Yeah. And this is, we're starting to get at like ideas that are actually kind of um, combinable with some of the others. This phase of the brainstorm is nice. So it's like, we're just, because oh, I'm going to bold the stuff between those two. <laughs> right. Uh, we have tower defense. We also have trying to hit the thing. While the countdown clock in the middle is the barrier to the thing, mm-hmm. uh, you can combine that with enemies doubling if you wanted to. You got you can only shoot ten every, every ten seconds. Is another cool thing, which could also be combined with enemies doubling, or combine all together into we have one giant monstrous game that incorporates yeah. elements of all of them. I'm seeing a bit of a of a. <laughs> I think there's kind of three, right? There's three sort of categories there's the tower defense categories kind of separate from the others there's this sort of mishmash of things in the middle where like things could be doubling things could be in the countdown clock maybe you're moving around the perimeter of the screen maybe you're shooting every 10 seconds that's kind of another thing and then there's the hit the button every once 10 seconds has passed thing feels like its own separate category mm. does that make sense yeah does anyone have any leanings out of these like kind of three categories it doesn't mean we have to pick them right away we just have to sort of explore it and see if it feels good. Yeah, I kind of, just for, like, fun's sake, I kind of lean towards the one that's just, like, you shoot a big gun every 10 seconds. I feel like that could be kind of satisfying, like, lining up shots and stuff. All right. I'm leaning towards that as well, because Ooh. I think it also is the sort of thing where um, it naturally has reasonable scope, where you make it fairly simple. 
where yeah. you're like traveling around in a circle and you shoot once every 10 seconds. And, you know, you have one enemy with a simple behavior that like doubles every 10 seconds or something like that. Mm -hmm. Boom. You've got a very simple prototype. Definitely. Yeah. I think that would be kind of funny. Like it's, if we incorporate the, the clock stuff where like first you're just like literally on, you know, a clock face kind of rotating around. So like, you know, like physically every, <laughs> every point at which the circle you're going to be at is where you shoot. But like. Maybe later we incorporate the like number, digital number mechanic, which creates barriers or something. You could like mix and match stuff like that in a weird way. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I could also imagine like the area that you travel around is just the literally like the circle around the clock face. Like you just zoom, go around in a circle one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, a little, I'm like, uh, I think it depends on other parameters, whether the perimeter movement is necessary or if like kind of free range movement is okay, you know? Mm -hmm. like i like a um those are called geometry wars you know i definitely it's definitely thinking feeling like it could be a geometry wars-esque kind of experience where you can mm -hmm. just move move through the single screen space and the enemies kind of chase you around on it or do whatever they do i don't think chase would be necessary like i what i don't want is to be so much like Cal uh, geometry wars that the meta is moving a circle to cluster the enemies together in a blob mm -hmm. i think it could be a little more interesting than that Maybe some of the enemies don't have follow mechanics. Maybe they have other kinds of mechanics that somehow lead them to arranging themselves in a way that's good to shoot them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Some are positively charged enemies. Some are negatively charged enemies. <laughs> so they repel and, and, and attract. attract each other. Yeah. That's cool. Is the gun shooting every 10 seconds whether or not you pull the trigger? It just happens? Yeah, I was trying to think about about that i i think that'd be cool because you could also link that up with like the musics and the sounds and all that stuff like yeah i was thinking about that i think yeah there's definitely some rhythmy aspects that would be cool i think we just gotta make sure that it, it actually <laughs> timing wise lines up which is yeah might be an interesting challenge it's always fun well it's not like it has to be every beat though it's just every 10 seconds which maybe makes it easier I yeah i mean my my point is that if your timing drifts on your audio playback then things get weird Hmm. we've kind of solved this problem before but i don't remember how we did it <laughs> yes. okay i was kind of thinking a little bit more free form where you just you can shoot once within a span of 10 seconds and it's like every 10 seconds you reload as oh, yeah, okay. every 10 seconds you shoot that does give a lot more agency yeah right and if you don't shoot you sort of miss your boat on that one exactly you dumbass <laughs> you're so bad at this game what are you doing yeah uh so the reload the reset also could be the moment because I like I like that that also separates the moment from the shooting, from the moment of say if we are doubling the enemies or something new enemies are introduced or whatever every ten seconds, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be linked up with the shot. Right, you take the shot, but the reload happens at the ten seconds, but also the enemies double at the same time. That's yep. very cool. That's feeling solid enough potentially to start talking about more granular shit. Like, what are the enemies? What do they do? Who are you? What's the what's the fucking point? <laughs> <laughs> I keep on thinking of like, what is that old arcade game called? Like Galacticus or something or Galactica or whatnot, where you're traveling around the perimeter of a thing, shooting things down at enemies that are approaching. Tell you what, Tempest? That's it, Tempest. <laughs> I got the completely wrong name of the game. I don't think it's exactly the same because we're only shooting, you know, once every 10 seconds. And I think that the enemies are not really sort of emerging from a hole towards you. I think it's more along the lines of they're acting in a sort of middle space and you're looking for a good opportunity to pew 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 at them yeah i also thinking in terms of balance right we, if they double 
they don't have to double, but if they double every 10 seconds, we would need a, uh, a balancing feedback loop in which either the enemy, the enemy should be easier to kill when there's more of them. Mm-hmm. And it could just be the fact that they're just more of them to hit. Yeah. Um, so that, does, that, that nothing gets, nothing doubles out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And similarly, you want to make sure that the game isn't too easy. If that first shot manages to kill like nearly everything and then you've yeah. got two enemies left for the second round. Also true. Right. So the less enemies there are, they should also be harder. Uh, it could also not necessarily be doubling. Like there could be some enemies that reproduce on the, uh, the enemy event, as you call it, as you might call it, and some that don't, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. that could be another way to do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, so yeah, then I need to start thinking, I, I think what I'd want to start thinking more about like, what are the enemies doing on the screen? And what are you doing on the screen, right? Yeah, so are you per- orbiting a perimeter or are you sort of running around freeform? Yeah, the perimeter's starting to feel cool because it's a little more unique and it really fits with like a railgun because you want to hit, you want to go across the whole screen, right? You don't want to be sitting mm-hmm. in the middle of the screen and just shoot off to one side and like leaving the other side of the screen. Like mm-hmm. you want to kind of be guaranteed that you're at least cutting across the whole rectangle in, right. from one angle or another. Uh, are there little bombs? Can you shoot a bomb to make an explosion? To like, so like, the railgun hits that straight line, but also maybe can make little area of effect things happen as well. I was thinking of that. You could have enemies that are bombs, for example, or mm-hmm. I was thinking more along the lines if you shoot an enemy and it splits your beam or it redirects it or something like that. Ooh, that's cool. Like a, or like a mirror of some kind. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Or like a prism where you shoot it and then it, when it hits that, it splits into two separate beams that go in different directions. So it's a, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a rail laser. <laughs> sure. <Yes>. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the name of the game now. I got the most original name for a time-based game. It's going to be called Time Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> time Crisis. Rail laser. The Reckoning. Perfect. The 10-seconding. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stupid enough it could work. <laughs> Um, I think this could very easily, if we wanted to, also combine with that idea that, like, like even if the even if the thing is too easy because you just shot all the enemies in the first try, the game just resets and then puts more enemies on the starting state. You know, mm-hmm. maintains a minimum set of games or a minimum set of enemies. No more, more like it just every time it just gets harder. So there's mm-hmm. a point where like you beat you beat it like ten times and now it's putting eleven enemies on the screen. Oh, and I they see. start they start doubling, you know, like that kind of thing. New game plus, mm-hmm. yeah. What's the actual like flow of the game state though? Like, do you lose if they touch you? Like, what's the game over? Great question. <laughs> Indeed, I have not been thinking about that at all. It could be that. Oh, another interesting thing: you could be trying to protect certain things, and if you shoot them accidentally, you lose. <laughs> That's cool. And there, and therefore, also the enemies would be like attacking them or like moving towards them or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking that periodically the enemies could try to attack you, like. They would sort of float to the surface of the you know thing and then fall back down, but I see it as something that it's an occasional behavior of enemies as opposed to something where they're constantly going after you hmm. to avoid the sort of situation you're talking about where like you just have to constantly be moving around in a circle to get them to sort of group up in the middle. Although that being said, there could be some enemies that do follow you constantly, but I think that's going to be sort of like you know not the that's going to be the exception rather than the rule. Yeah, they're the special asshole enemy. <laughs> exactly. I remember that there was one of those in, there's one type of those in Geometry Wars. I want to say they were tiny and super fast and chased you. I don't know. It's been a very long time since I played Geometry Wars. 
Uh, oh yeah. What did you mean by float up? Like, do you have do you have a different mental model of this than I do? Because I'm thinking I'm still just very much thinking a geometry war sort of setup in terms of like 2D plane, you know, just up down left right, and there's no gravity. Yeah. yeah so the way I was thinking about it was similar. Um, I was thinking basically the uh, the player travels around in a circle like we've been talking about, like you know, and enemies are typically clustered in the middle of that. And they do wander around a little bit and they do things and, you know, they sort of interact with each other. And that's what has to sort of give up rise to opportunities for better shots than others. So there has to be some interesting behavior in terms of how the enemies interact with each other. Hmm. And, but when I said float to the surface, I mean, like enemies would then sort of like decide, okay, it's time for me to attack the player. And so instead of just chilling around in the middle of the circle they would go to whatever sort of edge of that circle is closest to them. And that's what I mean by floating up and they just fall okay. back down afterward. Gotcha, gotcha. What are some like, I don't know, what are some reasons why enemies might arrange themselves linearly across the screen? I did like the idea of having of enemies having charge, of like positive mm -hmm. and negatively charged enemies. And so like it could be that whenever the uh, tick occurs, like if you have a pair of enemies that are, you know, positive and negative that are next to each other, they double or they spawn a third one and break apart and go flying or they both become the same charge. You could have, uh, so maybe aiming might be a little bit weird with this, but um, you could have two actions. You could have like shoot, but you also have a lure. So you could put like a lure down on a certain point until you set up for the next, set up for your next shot. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking of that too. Like, uh, could uh, could the lure also could it be something that you just poop out on the on the timer? Like, yeah, randomly. So there's a bit of like planning in terms of mm. where your where your where your position is at that at that moment then affects what the enemies are doing. Like, it could be as simple as like you're ejecting your like shell and it hits the ground, makes a noise, and they start like going towards it. Or you could have like multiple ammunition types and all of which replenish once every 10 seconds. So you could have like a freeze shot that when you hmm. hit the enemy with, like all of the enemies that are struck by it are frozen in position until the 10 second tick occurs. That is cool, yeah. Freeze, cool, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think like how would dropping a lure work? Because for me, it sort of feels like it's just sort of, it's like a clunkier version of them trying to chase after you. Right. But it's not you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm just sort of simulating the simulating the game in my head and seeing what, how, what it feels like right now. You know, I'm like I'm going around a perimeter. I'm, I guess, freezing enemies. That's just cool. I'm trying to plan ahead for my shot. I might be dropping something on the perimeter that's affecting enemy behavior, like a, like a lure. I can also imagine like maybe items that you have to deploy at two different spaces along the curve, and then it makes a line between them that does something. Yeah, I think, you know what I think it is? This, this is remember. I think there's just, yeah, there's two types of guns. You have a freeze gun and a and your, your rail laser. Mm -hmm. And there's just one button for each of them. The freeze gun is like probably like, like a little pea shooter, right? And you have to like hit an enemy maybe a few times for them to actually get frozen. Like maybe okay. like they slow and then they freeze after a few hits. And you kind of have to have unlimited shots of those. So mm -hmm. you're always you're always running around trying to like freeze enemies, get them into like position, and then you have your setup, your and then you have your big rewarding shot, the mm -hmm. railgun shot. I was I still to think a little bit more about the is it keyboard controls? So like you're you're like going like around the perimeter with like your arrow keys, and then you have like no, because you need to 
you still need to aim with your mouse, right? I was always envisioning that you're automatically aiming towards the middle. Like you don't actually have any aim besides where you are on that circle. Oh, interesting. I kind of like the idea that sort of like moving and aiming are part of the same action. Huh. Yeah, I, that's where I'd like want to have a prototype to see how that feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we always don't have to decide all the details now. No. My 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 totally different idea would that you would be constantly moving, like you you're not choosing to move, but you have free aiming with like either the mouse or you could do it with the controller. Okay. And then like one one click would be shoot, and then the other one would be like the other alternate fire. Okay. Do you guys like the idea of the the sort of two weapon dynamic there with the freeze and the the money shot? I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> didn't really think of what I was saying. Uh, it's just how my brain is picturing the feeling, uh-huh, the aesthetic uh-huh. of, of 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 the setup and the payoff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we just call the game money shot, please? <laughs> Every 10 seconds, money shot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that, you know, half minute hero, super mega Neo climax game. Never heard of it. That sounds amazing. (laughs) With the freezy gun, I think, I think you don't need, I don't really think you need a lure. I think you just need them to chase the player or do whatever the fuck they do. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're going around the perimeter sort of automatically, uh, are you able to speed it up or slow it down? My thought was no, because like then you would have a really, this may be too simple in some ways, but you have a very clear visual indication of when your thing reloads too, right? Because it'd be every, imagine you move around the whole, it takes like a minute Ah. to move around the whole circle. Every sixth of the circle, you know you're going to get a reload. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you guys keep picturing circles. I'm still picturing a rectangle just because that's the shape of the game screen, but Okay. Or a square. Yeah, I'm definitely envisioning a circle here. But uh I guess if you'd have no control over the travel, um, then it makes it feel like having the enemy contact you in order to kill you doesn't actually work as a loss condition. Yeah. Because mm. you don't really have any control over it. Well, I guess you have the you can freeze them if they're about to hit you. So maybe that still is workable. And in this in this paradigm, you're clicking the mouse to aim. You're aiming, or you're still shooting because if you're hitting just towards the middle, I think you're you. That's a lot of agency taken away from you. Yeah, you need to be able to aim. Yeah, my thought would be free aiming. Okay, uh, and that's kind of cool, right? Because that is interesting because you 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 want to be freezing them to set up your next shot, but you might also have to be defensively freezing and taking away from your setting up. So like mm-hmm. you've got a bit of a management of, there's an economy of freeze <laughs> to be managing. It's a chilling economy. I, I'm sorry. I, mean, I ran picturing a square now and every time you, and, and, and so 10 seconds is the time to hit, go one side and you hit the corner and that's the event, the reload slash whatever the enemy repopulation. Um, yeah. I guess the more I think about it, the more I'm a little bit concerned that like, the enemy movement, if they're just moving towards you, is going to be a little too like straightforward and predictable. Obviously, we can yeah. vary it up a bit, but like if you're moving constantly and then the enemy is moving deterministically, that's going to be like a very samey. It's very samey, and it's very geometry warsy, where you don't even get to drive that. There's going to that, that'll make a blob. That that'll make a blob that sort of centers on itself. Um, so I think it's okay to have some enemies that are doing that, but I know other other enemies should be just doing wackadoo shit. They should be bouncing up and down, or you know, like I think a lot of the enemy movement should be relatively random, actually. 
Yeah. Also, as a side note, have either of you worked on games with sort of like physics-y stuff? Um, yeah. Okay. Because like in my mind, that's sort of like the best way to have these enemies function. Like we just have to figure out good behavior. Like Because in my mind, the enemies predominantly interact with each other. And it's only the occasional one that interacts with the player in terms of going after it. Um, you know, I think, he, I think I, that made sense a few versions of this idea ago. But now if it really is just like strategically getting them frozen in place, I think just uh -huh. having them move in lots of interesting ways and you having to kind of figure out the timing, like, like, okay, this enemy moves left and right. I need him to be here so that he's mm -hmm. in line with these other enemies that I'm setting up for my shot. Mm -hmm. This enemy, this enemy's bouncing uh, at, you know, angularly off of the edges and I need him, you know, so I need to kind of predict where he's going to be and, sh and freeze him. You know, like, I think that's kind of, that to me feels, first of all, easier in scope. Okay, so the um, enemies aren't necessarily interacting with each other, but they're following sort of like predetermined paths, or or like algorithmic, yeah, algorithmic paths. Okay, I, they could they could still interact with each other. They could bounce off each other, or or that kind of thing. I mean, you could even have I, I, the idea of like positive and negative sticking to each other is still pretty cool. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think we can combine that with them. I, I just don't think that the, it should be just only emergent behaviors of them interacting with each other. If that makes sense. Sure, that makes sense. And I think we could probably just brainstorm a few different enemy types and just imagine how they might be like playing together on the screen. It's starting to feel pretty fleshed out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also, yeah, I think again, it feels like we should be open to like prototyping stuff because it's, 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 it's to the point yeah. where we're getting detailed enough where like we don't actually know how this is going to feel. We can kind of predict yeah. stuff, but it's like this is simple enough where I think we can prototype stuff hopefully quickly and then just iterate hopefully because there's not really, you know, there's not really like level design. It's just kind of like interaction design. Definitely, yeah, you know, and we can also make the art like really abstract or simple or or whatever. It's poops. It's all poops. <laughs> it's all emojis. I can just, I can just steal all the emojis and not to make any art. No, I have to have something to do on this. So I'm not making levels. That's that's great. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess we'll see. I mean, yeah, we uh, we don't have to think of this now, or maybe we do. Do we want to think of like a like a theme or a like an like a like a skin to put on this game? It would help me a little bit in terms of making yeah. music. Sure, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you, 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 the, the weapons are a good starting point because they're very obviously going to be a freeze weapon and a railgun or a laser. Mm -hmm. So that's that's easy in the sense that, uh, that I don't know. Like if the, so, like, what would the enemy? Like the enemies could be aliens. They could be. You're a sushi chef trying to line up and get as many fish out of a bucket of water as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to our, our, our sushi roguelike. <laughs> I kind of want to make that game still. Mm. Or it could just be abstract shapes that look cool and flashy. Because we can make a kind of a sort of like colors and shapes, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we don't really, we still don't have really have a lose state. Is the lose state simply that they've multiplied out of control? There's too many of them? Or. I mean, if they're going after you, then if they touch you. Right. We could just have them touch you, okay. Yeah, but I think, feel like that only works if you actually are able to move and control the thingamajig. Right. Or, uh, well, I guess, yeah, we're going a little round circles, or you, you oh, yeah. freeze them defensively. That's fair, that's fair. Or shoot, fucking shoot them. <laughs> shoot them in the face! Yeah. Um, but yeah, as long as there's not a lot of enemies directly chasing you, then really it's your, your lack of planning, because <laughs> mm -hmm. they're, they're following fairly predeterministic paths. That would that would cause you to to die. 
I'm just trying to think of skins that we can put on the game because I feel like that's actually going to potentially help inform other decisions. Some as well. mechanics and stuff, yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of us traveling along a clock face just because it feels that much more connected to the theme. Mm-hmm. Especially if we don't have control over the movement and every 10 seconds is literally 10 seconds on a clock face. Could it be a cool hexagonal clock? So you're going like in a straight line and you hit the corner. Sure. You know, that'd be neat. <laughs> Future clock. Future clock. Could just, it could be hexagon themed. <laughs> Super hexagon. <laughs> <laughs> Hexagons are the bestagons. You ever see that, that video? I don't think so. No. Oh, that's my hey, check this out. I'm just going to rehash that in a second. We're not going to do hey, check this out. Check out our game. That's <laughs> true. Because it should be done by the time this episode is released. It will be. It's guaranteed. Unless, unless we fucked up and failed. Unless we do that other uh, thing, uh, the extra for three weeks. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, because you could use you could use geometric shapes or whatever, or something kind of abstract, but still freezing would still make sense as long as you use a sound effect in a blue color, you know? Mm-hmm. And so does a laser or a gun or whatever. Yeah. I still like the idea of being able to bounce it. I think bouncing it should be special. Like maybe there's like an object that floats around also that if you hit it, it's on an enemy, but if you hit it, it, it reflects, you know, mm-hmm. that'd be fun. Floating disco ball in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I can also imagine like if we did end up with bombs or bomb type enemies, you shoot it with a freezing thing. It freezes everything in a circle. You Ooh. shoot it with a laser. It blows up. blows up things in a circle. That's right. Although cool. I feel like in that, in that situation, you always want to shoot it with a laser. You never want to get the freezing explosion. Unless the freezing one was bigger. Yeah, you can always... Ooh. Exactly. <laughs> That's some out-of-the-box thinking. Yep. I'm just trying to think, what other sort of circles or sort of like circle-like things are there in the world that this could... Circle-like things. <laughs> uh, octagons, hexagons, septagons. Ooh. <laughs> Not exactly what I was going for, but I like what you're thinking. <laughs> could be like a bacteria theme the bacteria are multiplying you have to zap them before they kill you or something Ooh, that That's could cool. be it could be like a petri dish you know yeah because yeah. those are like circles and you could be like this little sort of like you know like medical laser or something just trying to treat a little petri dish nice that's cool and it could be that you're trying to isolate a sample of something good and hence trying to not shoot it while trying to shoot all the other stuff oh so once it's alone you win maybe yeah See, I like that. Okay, yeah, you got the you got the theme, and then the theme inspired the, the, the other mechanics and the details. Yeah, Bam. Ouroboros, <laughs> swimming pool, circular swimming pool. You're shooting at life preservers. <laughs> <laughs> so and you that's can the drown freezing. your target. Exactly. <laughs> life preservers freeze people because they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm safe now." Then you shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> what other things are circular? A toilet bowl. <laughs> Peeing into a toilet bowl. That's a yeah. terrible aesthetic. <laughs> also, With that'd be incredibly pisses. unhygienic if you're like circling the toilet bowl, pissing into it. <laughs> Plus, it'd be really hard. Like, how do you do that from like the very top of the playground? Like, are you getting on top of the sort of like water tank and pissing from there? It's it's, it's a trough pool. <laughs> it's a communal circular one where you all face each inwards towards each other. <laughs> Um, no, I, the, the bacteria one is feeling pretty solid to me. 
there gonna be some weird ass bacteria that like when they if we're gonna have like fun behaviors where they like multiply and then pop off from each other <laughs> yeah at high velocity and that could actually be like the part where they threaten you so it's like every 10 seconds there's a threat as all of a sudden they explode in all sorts of directions mm-hmm. definitely yeah i feel like it's in pretty good shape do we need to think of anything else or make any good decisions i don't think so i think we're feeling i'm feeling pretty good have we made it i guess we haven't really made a decision about whether or not you control movement and whether or not you can aim it's one or the other i think yeah. um uh, i'm cool with not controlling movement but controlling aim i think that's interesting yeah i think i kind of lean that way but also i think you know we can iterate that stuff too yeah i'm leaning towards controlling movement but not controlling aim but again I think prototyping is a good idea here. Yeah. Seeing what it feels okay. like. Well, cool. That's all that shit we can set up tomorrow morning. All right. Uh, so, yeah, should are we ready to take a break? I think so. Sure. Hooray. Let's take a break. And we're back. Do you guys want to do... Hey, check this out. beat was the long that was a longer beat there i i hesitated because i bonked my pop filter so this might be a strange audio experience i'm sorry <laughs> or you're welcome on the other hand from what it sounded like it sounded great in that like the pop filter prevented it from being like really percussive from your voice so i feel like the pop filter did a really good job there okay great excellent keep it keep it keep it all <laughs> uh all right so i'm gonna do the thing that uh, i i alluded to a little while ago um youtube video by ccp gray it's called hexagons are the bestagons or at least that's the free shit. I don't know if that's actually what it's called, but it's, it's his video about hexagons. CCP gray hexagons. Oh yeah. Yeah. The video is called hexagons are the best of guns. It's a pretty fun little, it, 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 a lot of it is about games, uh, and why like the hexagon shape is the best shape, which we will prove this weekend. Yes. You know, hexagon. Ooh. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> He's checking it out right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh i'm gonna go and recommend a movie called flux gourmet it's a really kind of weird i kind of don't know how to describe it it's a, the movie the premise of the movie is like there's a journalist kind of embedded in this like sonic collective or band that has like a residency at some weird art institute and they like make weird noise music with food it's a really bizarre movie it's kind of like a satire sort of black comedy almost uh, I don't really don't know how to describe it. It's really weird and and funny and cool. Uh, same director did Barbarian Sound Studio, which is I think the only horror movie about sound design and foley, which is a very cool concept. We should also watch that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Flux Gourmet is streaming on Shutter at least. Might be available other places. Not sure, but you should also just get Shutter if you like horror movies. It's great. It's also this this episode could come out in October, so watch some more horror movies and get Shutter. Mm. Oh, cool. yeah. And when this episode comes out, it'll be in the peak spooky season. Yeah. Nice. 
All right. Uh, I'm hoping I haven't done a hey, check this out before. I might have. If so, I apologize. I do feel like we've been doing this so long. I've forgotten half the things that I've, no, I've forgotten well, way more than half the things that I've recommended in the past. But the key is to continually experience new things. So <laughs> if you could hey, check this out, something you're experiencing for the first time in the past few weeks, you never repeat yourself. <sighs> I was thinking of something that I'm rediscovering. That's <sighs> part of the problem. So did I experience anything new for the first time? Last no, time? just say the thing you wanted to say. <laughs> All right. Okay. The thing I was going to say, uh, it's a game called Oxygen Not Included. It's a colony simulator from Cly Entertainment. Um, Those are the same people who make Don't Starve, right? They are, yes. Also very they, good game. They've got the same, same sort of art style, which is one of the, my favorite things about the development studio. Um, I just really like the little cutesy sort of, you know, weird art style. Yeah, it's beautiful. Hand-drawn, a little spooky. And then they're like... They're like hand-drawn, like 2D figures, but sort of in a 3D space. At least they are and don't starve. Yeah, it's a 2D space in Oxygen Not Included. Mm. Um, and I've gotten back into it because I got an expansion for it, which I think came out like a year or two ago. So I'm definitely not sort of cutting edge here. Um, but um, the basic premise is you're in an asteroid and you have to sort of produce oxygen and food and, you know, keep your... Uh, colonists alive and happy and healthy and train them in skills and whatnot and eventually launch rockets around and whatnot. But the expansion uh, basically makes it so that instead of managing one central colony, you can actually manage multiple colonies that are connected via rocketry and teleporters and things like that. And different resources are available on different colonies. Um, and you can also choose different starting conditions where different resources are accessible to you in order to make the game more or less challenging and you know, different sort of scenarios. So I enjoy it. If you enjoy sort of sandbox, like building simulator things, you might enjoy it too. Cool. All right. Uh, you can find me at Redhesion on Twitter, also soundcloud.com slash adhesion and adhesion.bandcamp.com. Where can people find you guys? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at the Brendo. I'm also on Twitter at Heckbringer. And you can get in contact with all of us on Team Radmars uh, on Twitter at Team Radmars. Uh, you can also play our games on radmars.com and radmars.itch.io, which I guess is where this new upcoming game will probably appear in the near future. Most likely. Basically, I don't know if you guys have ever explained this, but radmars.com is sort of like got this cutoff of like a particular game we made. And then for some reason, we just started putting it on itch.io instead. So you got to go to both sites to get the full portfolio. Hmm. Sounds like a reasonable project to consolidate them at some point. Yeah, probably. Maybe the Ludum Dudare game, the consolidation. We'll pass it off as a game. I have no idea how. <laughs> we'll make a launcher that just plays our other games. <laughs> Epic launcher. <laughs> yep. Sweet. Every game studio's got one of those. The Rad Mars Game Store. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Good news. All our games are free. Uh, this episode was edited by Andrew Ford and music in this episode and all episodes also by Andrew Ford. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we solved brainstorming. We, we solved brainstorming video games. Never have to do it again. Mm -hmm. So good job. Yay. Good job, us. We get first dibs at this, at this game. You can make it, but you have to wait. <laughs> no, you, you can make it as soon as you hear this because hopefully we've already made it. <laughs> it's absolutely so true. We've already had our head start. It's true. Well, cool, guys. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening, and thank you guys for being here. Goodbye. Bye. See you later.